Working Fans Podcast. Cool. Yep. All right, here we go. Coming down three, two. And at the Working Fans Podcast, this is just a podcast that three lifelong fans created to have a place to talk comedy and pro wrestling. Now, our comedy podcast releases every Tuesday, while our wrestling podcast releases every Thursday. We release bonus episodes under the moniker Working Fans Presents every now and then. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, any major podcast provider. The important thing is just please like, rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to us. Now, we have started a new thing. We are now on Amazon and Audible. So those episodes release every Monday. And that's kind of going through the archives and just releasing our old episodes in a new area. So if you want to live through the process with us again, take that journey with us again. You can find us over on Amazon and Audible. If you can't get enough of us in the audio form, check out our YouTube. It's youtube.com slash C slash Working Fans Wrestling Pod, or just search Working Fans Podcast on YouTube. We have the whole archive is up there. And if you listen to the Working Fans Podcast, you are more than familiar with the 531. That is our signature segment where we take your top five list on a particular subject, vote it down to a top three, and then debate it down to a top one. If you want to hear three guys talk shit about comedy, wrestling, life, anything, you will enjoy the Working Fans Podcast. Find us on Twitter, that's at fansworking. Facebook, Working Fans Pod. We've got email where you can reach out to us and please contact us to let us know what you think of the podcast and for any ideas that you might have. That's workingfanswrestlingpod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram where you can keep up with us at workingfanswrestling underscore pod and we can continue to do what we love and bring you guys in as fans. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the numbers 82designs, 482designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82designs, at F-O-U-R, 82designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to F-O-U-R, 82designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's light years better than our first one. Also, we divide the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. All right, everybody. It's the Combat Cast with the man called Dave. We got Chevy back. Connie Lasada's back from under the ring in <laughs> New Mexico somewhere. He's back. <laughs> man, we were just talking about... Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley. And I was telling the guys how I found out the spoiler for this fight. Our friend Cran, who I should probably bring on at some point, says to me, hopefully Woodley can redeem himself. And then I wake up to, all right, let's see what you got, Woodley, to he ain't shit, go figure. That's how I found out what happened. 
And so now, anyway, after reading that, I was like, did he get knocked out? Come to find out, then you read, it was a decision. Now, my first instinct was I was surprised. I didn't think Jake Paul had it in him to go to a decision eight rounds and somebody who could throw some hands. Now, I know Woodley's smaller, and I know Woodley was predominantly a wrestler, but he had hands, and he was athletic enough where I thought he would get Paul out of there. And then come to find out, he hit Paul at one point and connected pretty good. Now, everybody that I listen to that's worth a damn doesn't seem to think that Woodley was active enough to win this fight. I shouldn't say everybody because there's a few fighters who think that Woodley did enough, but they also, they're basing on the fact that Paul's shots apparently weren't very effective. But it is what it is. It all depends on how you want to score it. So I have to say, though, and just a little bit I watched of this, I have to give the devil is due to a certain point. Now, I'm not telling you Jake Paul is a boxer. Like, he's not going to be able to fight a top 10 guy. Probably not even a top 15 or top 20 guy, I would imagine. But he's somebody that's clearly putting work into this. And, you know, maybe he's a tough guy at a gym who could maybe beat some people up with, you know, some striking skills. That being said, I mean, it's still, pardon the pun to present guests, it's still carny as fuck. And, you know, I don't think, I mean, it's just weird, right? Because, like, I was listening to Kenny Florian talk about this. And he was saying how... You know, like, I kind of want to do it, like, admire what he's doing, you know, like, he's, because he doesn't need the money. He's, you know, he's putting the work in. But at the same time, he's not really doing this to, like, be the best possible boxer he can be to test himself. He's doing this. He's also picking the biggest name fights that he can get that are going to create the most attention, but also fights that he could possibly win, too. So it's kind of like this. It's interesting because it's also still kind of a circus. So I don't know. I earned a little bit of respect for Paul, but. It's still just a, it's still a circus, and I still want to see somebody end it. Where are you guys landing on this right now? Chevy, we'll start with you. I don't know if I agree with Florian. I think especially in boxing, maybe not so much in the UFC, but as a except for maybe Sean O'Malley, they bring fighters along for the first you know I don't know twenty fights of their career where their their fights they're definitely going to win, but mm. you you, sure. know, you learn in the in the ring what you need to work on and different looks you need to see and stuff. Obviously, Jake has such name value that he's never going to get those 20 right. or whatever. And obviously, he's not going to be a world champion or anything. But I, I think he's progressing properly to make the most money and become as famous as possible, which I, I'm pretty sure is just his goal. He doesn't want to be the number one fighter of all time or whatever. It's not really mm-hmm. the cards. So he's making the best of the situation he's given. So I I did watch the fight. I didn't didn't pay for it, you know. Good. Somebody helped me out. So um, <laughs> good man. I did watch the fight, and Jake looked good. Like uh, I was very impressed. Woodley should have won that fight. He just did what he's done in his last however many fights he's been getting beat. Uh, I was too timid. He wasn't aggressive enough. He could have just pressed forward. You know, maybe taken a. Now obviously I'm not in there feeling Jake. Jake's power or whatever, but Woodley has a chin. He could have stepped through a couple of those shots and finished Jake at any point, it looked like to me. But as far as like where he goes from here, I also watched, I went back and watched that Fury fight. I think yeah. Jake Paul fights Fury and beats him. He looked a lot better than he did. Mm. Maybe that's his next fight. I don't know. But, How many uh, fights has that Fury had? <clears throat> Do you know? I, th- I think he's 4-0 professional. Okay. 
I heard he was fighting all cans, which makes sense after seeing his. <laughs> so, but I, he's a boxer. He's got a four and zero record as a professional boxer. So, right. people want to see Jake fight a real boxer. He's an undefeated professional boxer. So, I think that's the next logical step. I said before the the fight on our last <clears throat> podcast, Jake won this fight. I, I was on the Jake train. You know, okay. still, still don't think he's a great person or anything like that but i respect what he's doing as far as going after dana for fighter pay and all that and and he has legitimate boxing skills he's a mm. fighter as far as i'm concerned okay so all right carney go ahead um get your opinion before i say anything else back when i was a kid and i used to go to arcades at the when when the digitized fighting games really started to take off, there's this game called Pit Fighter. And I remember there was this one demo screen where the fighters would just go back and forth like this for like ten seconds, not touching, <laughs> not throwing any strikes. That's watching a Tyrant Woodley fight. <laughs> give this dude any money to watch him not throw strikes. I've seen them in the octagon. I don't know how many times, and I can tell you his last several fights have been boring. After he murked Lawler, what has he done that's been fun to watch? So. As for the Paul brothers, I'm not giving them any money. I'm not going to watch any of their fights. I don't glorify ass clowns. They don't deserve 50 and 0. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why they're popular. I don't follow celebrities. I don't understand social media influencers. I don't get behind this. Even though my government name may actually be Carney, I don't support Carney bullshit. <laughs> watch it i don't care i just want to see someone knock him out and even then i'm not going to pay for it i'm not going to even watch this illegally because i really don't even care it's not worth my time if he thinks that i'm gonna that people like myself would invest any time in that he could go pee in his own butt if he thinks i'm gonna support honor it's not and i don't care who he's fighting unless he fights someone like francis nanganu <laughs> even then i'm not going to give him my money because I think he's a piece of shit. They all are. Whatever. I don't care. Well said. <laughs> so <laughs> I have to say, uh, you know, even if I wanted to watch it, I have such poor internet down here in parts unknown. I don't even know. Like, I don't even know what this room is. This isn't where I live. <laughs> like, this is. I, the only reason why you're able to hear me is because I'm not at home. So, Good looking bed though. Not just at my place. This is like uh, you know. America online, like old dial up. Like if someone tried to make a phone call while I'm trying to watch a Jake Paul fight, I'm gonna have to yell at him to hang up the damn phone because I'm trying to. Oh. oh my goodness! I uh, all right. Just to close up on this deal, I have to say, Chevy, I'm interested. Maybe you put that Paul Fury fight on the undercard of a um a real act, card. a real card. Yeah, like actual like Tyson Fury. Maybe his fight with Dante Wilder coming up. You know, something you could do. Or eventually maybe a Joshua fight or something. Yeah, it could be something. I hope Triller goes broke. I hope the Paul brothers go broke. I hope they put an end to this tomfoolery. Oh. <laughs> uh, Jake Fawn, Showtime. Showtime ain't going broke anytime soon. Nah, nah. He's a Showtime fighter now. I heard Showtime did an excellent job of the promotion of this. Like a lot of video packages and stuff like oh, that. It looked a lot better than Triller, who set the bar very low. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I would imagine. I mean, you got Morrow doing commentary and stuff too. So Never I mean, upset with that. Never. No. So I like Morrow. That's the, that's the one positive that I'll say about anything involving this is I love Morrow. Mm-hmm. And Morrow, you know, Morrow's a showman. He gets the pro wrestling aspect of things and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what he probably thinks right? behind the scenes. I don't know if you hear Morrow like this isn't boxing. <laughs> I can see, <laughs> you know, but. 
He can come ah. be a guest on the podcast anytime. Oh, that's that's dream guy. We're done after that. I don't even care about <laughs> die a happy man if I get to do tomorrow. <laughs> oh my god, just the puns you would probably have for pop culture. <laughs> well, all right, I'll say this. <laughs> Somebody brought up a great point. I, 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 we're talking about this more than I thought about. Somebody brought up an excellent point. They were talking about how, like, this guy basically, I think it was Weidman's uh, manager there, puts a hold of his fucking chest. Ray Longo. Ray Longo, thank you. He was saying <laughs> how this guy can't fight, you know, anybody that's like a qualified top 20 boxer because he's going to get his ass handed to him. But he only, has, he only has four fights. Right. So that's what he's saying. Right. He says, but unfortunately, he's developed such a name, like, he's. <laughs> not going to be able to take the proper fights he needs at this point either. And Ray said, Ray said, he said he did get a kick out of it. He said from the culture, he said, when Woody was talking a rematch, like they legitimately didn't understand. Like it was such a foreign concept. Like, what do you mean a rematch? What are you talking about? Like they looked shocked. And it was kind of funny because he had a good point. Like they went on the defensive quick because they were like thinking like, what's this guy talking about? We thought we were done with him. So I don't think Woody's getting that rematch. I just want to throw that out there. Despite his knockdown. I mean, you never it. know. Is he going to get the tattoo, though? I don't think he does that. I don't. I, I didn't think he was going to get it the first fucking time he lost. I never bought into that. I hope not for his sake. Yeah. He can't be in the Hall of Fame in the UFC and have... I love Jake Paul. <laughs> anywhere tattooed. He should have fucking agreed to do it anyway. What the fuck? Anyway. I, I'd be as excited for that match as I would have been excited for a Kimbo Slice versus Dada 5000. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Loser's well, got to go. Having watched both of those fights, this fight was way better than the Kimbo Slice Dada. They didn't get nearly as tired. Nobody died in the ring. So Much like Triller, they set the bar very low. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Now, R.I.P. Big fights this weekend. We talked a little bit of it last time. Derek Brunson, Darren Till. I'm leaning towards Till in this one. Till is a slight favorite. And I was listening to Odds Makers, and there was one guy who said he was surprised by that, that he thought – Smart money might be on – well, not smart money, but Brunson's a good bet because he keeps derailing gatekeepers lately. You know, he's like – he's the gatekeeper, but everybody they send to him, he seems to derail them. Brunson's got good on the ground. Despite the fact Jacare was his kryptonite, I think that Brunson has showed that he's got heavy hands at times. It's going to be an interesting test for Till. I think Till gets it done, though. I believe in Till. I want Till to do this. I guess what I'm wondering is – I'll ask you again, Chevy, who do you and, – and Carney, too, since you're here this time – who do you got, and what do you see next for the winner, and what do you see next for the loser? Go ahead, Chevy. I want so badly <clears throat> to say that Darren Till's going to win, that, you know, this big Liverpool, you know, they have so many Liverpool fighters, it's going to, was supposed to be in London, uh, right? The fight was supposed to be in London. Yeah. Obviously, that's not happening. I want to, I would think he would have had a better chance if the fight had taken place in the UK. Like you said, Brunson has recently derailed fighters shabazian comes to mind sure i think his fighting style he doesn't care about being exciting if he wants to just clinch with till on the cage that's what he'll do and i think that's what he's going to do he's not going to get drawn into a stand-up fight i think he probably you know has a boring five-round decision where he just holds till against the cage unfortunately for all of us fans Hmm. so you got a bad feeling about this i got a bad feeling and also, you know, Till's record's getting a little bit salty in the UFC. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he may, he may need this one. I think it's crossroads. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, he sees that and digs down deep and gets this win or, you know, catches him early. I don't know. Whatever. But I, I just want him to win so bad. If Derek wins, 
he's trying to think of who else is at the top, but he's got to be, you know, one away, one and then a title shot, maybe. Yeah, maybe uh, Jared Kenny or something. Yeah, if Till loses, he gets one more. If he loses that one, he's out the door, I think. Yeah, we'll see. Carney? I think Chevy made a lot of great points there. However, I think smiling Sam Alvey has proven that you could lose like 25 fights in a row and still have a contract. And Mike Mm -hmm. Perry, good point. Yeah, the difference is at least Till is exciting on the mic when Alvey's just... I can't even remember a good promo that he's ever cut. The so smile. The, yeah. He has a smile shaved in the back of his head. <laughs> what promo do you need after that? <laughs> so the, uh, yeah, one with, with him having his, all his teeth knocked out. But that <laughs> doesn't make sense on this because it's just crazy that Till is such a slight favorite when, pardon me, I'm, I'm choking much like Tyron Woodley did. <laughs> <laughs> so looking at Till's last few fights, I mean, he lost a decision to, to Whitaker, but I mean, that's Whitaker. Yeah. He beat Gastelum, which, I mean, Gastelum has a, a solid chin, but what else has he done lately? Masvidal knocked him out, and Woodley submitted him. So he's fought, like, pretty much all killers and tired. True. And then you look at Brunson. He took out Holland after Holland went on, what, like a five, four or five fight tear in that year. Just totally neutralized them by wrestling them. Shabazian, you mentioned. Heinish. And was it Theodoro? So his competition hasn't been nearly as high as Pills, in my opinion. Right. But I always think that Brunson's kind of in the twilight of his career, and then he pulls out several wins in a, in a row. And, you know, I, I could see Till taking it, and I hope that he does because I think he's more exciting on the mic. He's a more exciting for me to, to watch. Like, he could build the fight better. But I see both of those dudes getting murdered by the top guys, regardless of who wins this fight. You know, before this, I actually was talking to your boy Scott, and I was like, hey, just out of curiosity, what are your favorite Brunson fights? And he's like, top two favorite Brunson fights are the Jacare fights. But I, I like the Adesanya one myself. Yeah, that's a good one too. He got KO'd by Adesanya after talking all that shit. Yeah, I yeah, you know, I was I was there for that. One. Yeah. So I actually realized at that point that I probably shouldn't take take any recommendations from Scott on good fights. <laughs> I, I have to say, I think the, whoever wins this fight would be a great matchup with Kenya, you know, Jared Kenya. Like that might be the best next fight because I think Kenya's going to have to have another fight anyway, and if he beats. The winner of this one, or if the winner of this one beats him, I think that should set up a great matchup for the winner of Whitaker Adesanya. Assuming Adesanya wins, because if Whitaker wins, I think you're automatically going to get a trilogy out of that. Uh, I just want to say shout out to whoever on the internet did a meme of Brunson as Crash Bandicoot, because I can't unsee that now, because he's shaped (laughs) like a triangle. Uh, Shout out to that guy. Brunson's a very good sport about the memes that people make of him, and that makes me. Yeah, yeah. Is he uh, got one where he's like the uh, from that Sylvester Stallone movie, Judge Dredd, or something like that, or <laughs> Wesley Snipes from that film, or something? <laughs> I don't know. I was yeah. hoping you would help me with that. Out, I don't know that one, but yeah, there's definitely a ceiling for both of these guys. Where, like you mentioned, with Brunson taking out gatekeepers or someone take, they're they're eventually going to transition mm. to that spot unless they really step their game up because i think that they are very great fighters but then there's just elite level at the top of that division or anywhere i think it's a mentality thing for till personally and maybe for brunson as well yes i I think they they really need just like that 
that click mentally to to get to that top tier level. Confidence. They have the skills. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. They have There's the a skills. It's, it's a mental, mentality issue. There's a certain confidence you need. And it's funny when you talk to her about Paul, like other people, you know, you need to appropriate fights to get built up sometimes. And I don't, I think Till, unfortunately, <clears throat> lost a few key matchups early in his career that they were hoping he'd win. They betted on him. And, you know, Masvidal was not that guy to put him up with there at that point in his career. But, like, if he had got those cue and those comments, and that's where I feel like, even though Brunson didn't fight the tougher competition, having those four wins in a row, right, there's something about momentum. There's something about confidence going in. And, you know, he's feeling good. Whereas Till, yeah, you know we had the tougher fights, and he's looked better. But, you know, unfortunately, he didn't get the W in a lot of those fights. So the question is... <laughs> Darren Till does seem mentally tough based on his social media game and his interviews. Let's just hope that's what translates come fight time because if he is mentally tough and he keeps improving and he doesn't let these losses get him down and he's got the right people around him, then yeah, he's a guy that could potentially make it to that next level. But if he keeps you know losing fights and he loses one like this, yeah, he's probably unfortunately going to be one of those you know could have guys. But uh, I'm rooting for him. See how he does. No disrespect to Brunson, but I just, yeah, I think Till's a better prospect of the two. And see how it goes. Now, also, speaking of prospects, on this card, Patty Pimlet, 16-3. and He was the Cage Warriors featherweight champion. And got a hell of a submission game. I was talking to Carney before we did this. It's funny, a lot of these fighters, like, from the, the Europe area, right? Like, you know, like, Till... You know, striking, you know, that bad. And I think of like Connor, even from Ireland, out of Cage Warriors, had a big striking. But Patty's got excellent submission. Like, I think he's got more submission wins than his TKO. And, you know, he's, he's a character. He reminds me a little bit of like a cross. I think someone said it like Hawani or something. He reminds me of someone between Owen Hart and Kevin Von Eric. But he just has a look. He has the it factor about him. And like Dana was saying too, if this guy doesn't get nervous in the UFC, he's going to be a fun fighter to take overseas in that England market. Now, that being said, the guy's fighting Luigi something. I'm not remembering his last name right now, but I remember he had all nine wins, not by nine, like by, by finishes. So this guy's a finisher. So it's a great stylistic matchup, it seems like, for him too, right off the gate. I don't know. I hope he does well. I love prospects. I love people that can bring some buzz. This guy's already got some buzz. Chevy, what do you know? What do you think? Patty the Batty. Definitely exciting. He looks, I think he said this before, he looks like the fifth Beatle with blonde hair. Yeah. Billy Preston is the fifth Beatle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's the sixth Beatle. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, he has that, you know, Liverpool Scouse attitude, the Darren Till esque confidence, and just fun guy. He just seems like a real fun guy. Hmm. As far as skills, cage warriors is not the ufc right i hope that he does well and he's an exciting fighter especially as far as grappling goes he throws up a lot of like flying he has flying arm bars and and triangle submissions and all that uh his scrambles he he gets into awkward positions he's like kind of a difficult person to game plan for it seems like because he's very awkward hard to get training partners for as far as how I think he's going to do in the UFC, they obviously aren't giving him any easy fights. His first fight is, you said, all finishes yeah. contender. So who knows? But as far as him being a jiu-jitsu guy, coming in without having seen any of his him fighting any high-level competition, I don't know if he's at the level of a 
Ortega or a Holloway or a Volkanovski no. or anything like that yet. So yeah. I'm excited to see him fight. Hope he wins and he gets on the mic and he'll have a billion new fans after that. So hopefully he can go far. He he's definitely has a exciting personality. Right. Let's get some buzz. Carney, what do you think about him? I, again, agree with a lot of the things that Chevy said. I know that you said that maybe it was Ariel that made that comparison of he looks like a combination of Owen and one of the Von Eriks. I believe someone online put it perfectly when they said he looks like a squire from medieval times. <laughs> so much like Chevy said, you know, this is an entirely different game going from Cage Warriors to UFC. I'm sure a lot of people came in thinking they were going to be the next cash cow, which this kid thinks he's going to be. Maybe he forgets where he's fighting. But he could very well be a popular figure if this goes well and he continues to have exciting finishes. Because like Chevy mentioned, he's got flying triangles, he's got flying Vs, flying burritos. It's a flying circus. <laughs> like He could be spectacular to watch. Like he, uh, He'll backpack people and actually do something with him, mm-hmm. like Damian Maya. So, I mean, he talks a good game. He seems very, not only confident, but he seems very collected and calm in the octagon well in the the cage like he doesn't look like he panics when he gets caught he'll just come back and like very quickly put his opponent in positions where he could then finish them so he's fast he's got skill he's definitely someone that i'm hoping does well just so we can you know if he takes out luigi maybe his next fight he'll get luigi's brother mario (laughs) more exciting Fingers crossed on that one. Yeah, I want to fight like Bowser. Yeah. Wario. <laughs> um, so, last bit of news. We just found out UF2, UFC 267 is going to be free for ESPN Plus subscribers here in the States. Shout out Uncle Dana. Thank you, Dana. <laughs> and I'm looking at this card, and I thought we'd talk a little about this card because by the time we get to this card, it might be a completely different card anyway. So, just some, we'll just review uh, a couple fights here. Right now... The main event is going to be John Blankowitz versus Glover Teixeira for the light heavyweight title. And Aljamain Sterling versus patron Peter Yan. I'll start off with Sterling and Yan. Man, Sterling has got a... He's like this, this, he's a champ, but he's the underdog here, right? Like Based off what we said that last fight, like Sterling looked good in the beginning, but he was fading, and Yan was putting it on him. And I think Jan is still, he looks like the top dog right now, still in the Bantamweight division. We might have talked about this before, but I, I still don't think, like, you know, I mean, maybe a guy with movement like Dillashaw, I can see his looking Chevy, like, you know, maybe there's some guys, but I mean, he's just got great hands. He's got, you know, he can wrestle. He's, I think he's going to be tough. I don't know. I'm picking Jan here, though. What do you guys think? Go ahead, Carney. I'm picking Jan, too. Reason being, I love. Sterling, I think he's fantastic. He's fun to, to watch. He's a good promo. He's had a lot of exciting fights. I definitely think that he had really nothing for Jan in that last fight. That was the problem is that everything he had, Jan had an answer for it, but it didn't work the other way. So unless he really can find out what those holes in his game were and make those improvements with all that time that they've had since that last fight, then I don't see this going any differently. I agree with you that if he doesn't make any changes, he had nothing for Jan. I think that Ray Longo and Matt Sarah are going to look at that tape and know what needs to be done. And I think Aljo's adaptive enough to figure it out. Mm. And uh, I'm hoping that, you know, he goes, I don't know, kicks his legs or something and, mm. and ends up 
uh, on Jan's back. Again, you know, just uh, you mentioned it. Who's going to beat Jan? I think there's plenty of people out there that can beat him in the division. TJ, number one, Corey, you know. I think even Dom could beat Peter Jan at this point in his career. So, I mean, he's good, but it's a stacked division. So It yeah. is. One of the best to watch, and I do hope that Sterling can kick his leg out of his leg. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do have to say, you brought up an interesting point, though. Like, Sterling is going in this, like, he probably has to fix what happened last time. So he's not going in there, I don't think, with the winner's mentality. He, they are probably studying and everything like that, but he has the belt, right? Whereas Jan might be just more confident, and maybe he doesn't change things too much this time. So that's an interesting twist on this, I guess. I'm still going to lean towards Jan, but I, I wouldn't have a problem with Sterling winning. You know, there's a lot of, like you said, a lot of exciting guys in the division, and I think Sterling has some interesting matchups here, too. I like Sterling as champion, honestly. All right. Jan versus Glover. Smart money's on John, but I'm pulling for Glover. <laughs> That's my boy right there, man. He surprises me every time, too. Like, but he's getting older. I guess you got to go with John, though, right? I don't know. What do you say? Uh, so, speaking of, of Glover, if I remember correctly, isn't he billed out of or fighting out of where you guys are up in Connecticut, right? Danbury, yes. yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm pulling for Glover anyway. He's a guy that I think I've counted out one too many times, and he's proven me wrong. But much like the other Jan, this Jan is, I don't want to say he's unstoppable because obviously anybody can be beaten, but he's been on an absolute tear. And I find uh, a guy with to share his skill set, he could do it, but will he? I doubt it. It could still be a fun fight. Yeah, I'd want Glover to win that. I just don't see it happening. Hmm. I see Glover winning. No, look at you guys. Second round knockout. My knockout, God. I hope you're right. Uh so I'd be interested to see, like, I think he's interested in matchup on the ground because I think Glover can hang with him on the ground. And he's got the power, but I'm worried about that Polish power, as he likes to say, is connecting on Glover's chin early there. I think that Jan's takedown defense is going to be too good for Glover to be able to get it to the ground. If it goes to the ground, Glover has the huge advantage, mm-hmm. but I don't think he has the ability to get it to the ground. I think Glover knows this is his last chance for a title shot, so, you know. Movie script scenario kind of thing. Michael Bisping. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to pop huge if Glover pulls this off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll be so hyped. I was excited for Bisping, but I'll definitely be excited for this dude if he can do this. Oh, man. Big time. All right, guys. I think that's going to do it for uh, this episode. We'll be back next week with some more uh, MMA talk, UFC talk. I'm still making us wait for uh, UFC 266 here. uh, I got withdrawals. Like, I want a (laughs) pay-per-view. So... But uh, plus, I want Carney or maybe his buddy to bring over some of those donuts that uh, he has. But I think I'm, I'm getting those donuts on another thing we got going on this weekend. But that's 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 down low. Yeah. All right, guys. But Scott, be there with donuts. All right, with well, somebody. <laughs> All right, guys. That's it for uh, Carney, Chevy. I'm Dave. We're out. See ya. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's WorkingFansWrestlingPod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, WorkingFansWrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms, 
If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 